I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's Surpass Community Weekly Update. I hope you're safe and well. My name's Tim Minette. It's the 11th of June. In this week's Surpass Community Update, we have uh, new feature information about the scalable vector graphics uh, feature that was recently uh, added into Surpass. There's a last call to win an ATP Innovations in Testing Pass, and we have community news events and jobs information. Um, just a reminder, really, we have this past conference. Um, we're taking registrations for that uh, for the 4th to the 8th of uh, October. More details to come soon. Uh, I promise, I keep promising that, but uh, go to conference.pass.com to register and save your seat for that. Other webinar and information. Uh, so we have this past uh, webinar coming up on assessment for healthcare. Um, we're looking at guests coming from MBME, NBCC, RCPCH, and uh, the Royal College of Ophthalmologists. I hope I said that right. Uh, if you want to find out more information and get yourself registered for that, then go to spass.com slash sign up. Otherwise, uh, if you want to watch any of our previous webinars, then go to spass.com slash webinars. Um, so scalable vector graphics uh, you may have heard of it um, this was a feature which Ashley and Kat talked about in a recent webinar now before I share that clip uh, to explain how they work within Spass I had a quick chat with uh, expert uh, Ian Higgins uh, from our design and usability team just about what SVG graphics are here's me chatting with Ian Ian, thank you for joining me. Uh, now, I understand you're a bit of a SVG expert. Is that correct? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much. Um, so you're from the, the design team at the uh, at, uh, SPAS, and uh, I just wanted to chat really with you about the benefits and I suppose the differences between an SVG file and uh, a standard bitmap file, standard, was it, you said raster, didn't you, uh, kind yeah. of image file. So what are the two differences then? What what, what are the, the differences between those? Um, so a raster file is like um, a photo or a, a JPEG or something like that. Um, and that's uh, pixel-based. Yeah. Um, the, the, the benefit of the pixel-based images is that you, they would cope with um, gradients very well, cope with photo-based stuff very well. Yeah. Um, but the drawback is that they are set at, at a very specific size. If you try and resize that in any way, you will lose lose quality. Um, and because they're set at a size, they take up a lot of uh, memory space. Mm. Um, so SVGs, they're called scalable vector graphics, which essentially means that they are scalable to, to any size and you will lose no quality whatsoever. So uh, is it... Another, uh, go on, sorry. Another benefit is of the size of them. Um, yeah. They're a lot smaller than, than uh, pixel-based images. So they're code-based then? So they're, they're, they're yeah. XML, is that correct? And yeah. can you can you embed information within that code? Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's code-based, it's um, it's basically a load of coordinates um, and there's maths involved to, to uh, represent that math as a as a as a graphic. Um, so within that code, you can embed all sorts of metadata, um, keywords and search terms. And um, so in theory, you could track. It makes tracking the the, the image potentially 
easier yeah um, yeah. information in there um and then scaling it obviously so uh, once you shrink a bitmap you know um then you can't really expose it because it just loses clarity and quality doesn't it but if you're creating one of these that can then be put into let's say deliver it on mobile deliver it on a laptop delivering it on a huge screen or something like that then it will scale up according to that space is that correct yeah yeah it's quite um it's quite uh it's accepted by all sorts of different browsers all sorts of different programs and stuff so yeah it will it will render it at any size you want and it will be pin sharp every time you don't lose any quality and you, you mentioned that there was so if it was a photo let's say of a landscape photo of a field or something like that and then a jpeg would be better than that but charts diagrams you can even do animations in it is that correct yeah, yeah. yeah. so so there's lots of um uh, possibilities there then and how would you go about creating an svg file then is it the same as you know taking a picture with your camera or is it different process? Um, not quite um you would have to create a, an svg um usually from scratch or you can convert um other vector based images so things like eps um or ai or coral draw or something like that you can use um vector based uh drawing packages so there's illustrator yeah. there's um coral draw inkscape various things like that anyone who works with design will will know of all these yeah easy access to these so the so it's it's a standard thing that a designer would would do it's not a coder based thing a designer would go into illustrator for instance probably um they would draw away create the the diagram create the chart create the illustration very detailed lots of could do lots of uh, intricate information and the people would be able to zoom in zoom out of that quite easily and potentially couldn't they so that's brilliant so lots of potential there obviously it is slightly different from just taking a screen grab as part of it but we're talking about accessibility here there's lots of benefits there isn't there um and yeah. could you in theory on the fly change the color background for for an svg image yeah well with svgs the 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 very efficient because you just make the file once um, and then you can use that file as a basis to do a selection of stuff sort of on the fly without damaging your initial file at all that stays how it is. You don't have to make separate versions of it. You can style it how you want. So you can add animation on the fly. You can add styling to it. So if somebody has um, some visual issues, Hmm. you could restyle that image for them and then it would display the standard way for everyone else. Um, So you can change contrast, you can change colors, background, patterns and all yeah all sorts of stuff yeah. well thank you very much that is really really helpful i think it'll help people because obviously you know we put these features in the platform it's just nice to know how you can then make the most of them and, and use them so yeah. thank you Ian. thank you for your time and uh, no catch up with you soon thanks very much yeah, thank you Bye-bye. Ian there is the uh, reluctant expert on that one, but thank you, Ian, for that. Uh, so let's talk now, uh, show you a clip from the uh, release webinar from last week with Kat and, and Ashley talking about how you actually then add these in within your SPAS assessment as part of the authoring process. So we have a new media file type available in SPAS. It's the SVG file type, which stands for Scalable Vector Graphic File. Um, it's perfect for SPAS users who have 
images in their tests. So to show you what that looks like, I've prepared a demonstration. Um, so yeah, let's have a look at that now. Okay, I'm going to demonstrate the new SVG media file type feature. So I'm showing you the media library and you can see there are already some examples in here of SVG images um, just so I could practice um, adding them before this demonstration. But I'm going to show you how easy it is to import media, specifically SVG file types, into the media library. So you just select import to open up your desktop files. Um, let's see, if we go to here. Just select the file you want and press open. You'll get a progress percentage and then you'll see that listed in your media library. Now if I just hold control and select at the bottom, we've got media options just like other file types. So you can replace what you've just imported. You can duplicate the file. You can download it to your own um, machine or you can delete or edit the alt text. So all the same options as you would expect. Um, okay, so now I've shown you how to import into the media library. I'm now going to show you options for item authoring. So here's a, an item I created before. You can add SVG file type images as source material and as media. So both ways works. If I open the cog at step one, I can add source material here. This will take me to the media library and if you've forgotten to do the step I showed you first then this is another opportunity for you to add media to the media library from your own desktop. I'm going to select this one for this uh, question and you get a little preview of the um, image here. So I'm going to select add. And you can see that image is now added as source material. I can change the name here um, and because this will be a clickable button for the candidate it might be helpful to maybe change the name here to something that is understandable by the candidate. So I might say um, rocket image so they know to click to click here to open it up. This won't change the name in the media library it's just the name of the label here. What I can also do is select this. I find this really useful. If I open inside view, then I can look at the source material while I'm authoring the question, which for a question um, related to the source material is very useful. So let me just hide that now. Another media option with item authoring is adding media at step three here. Now the difference between media and source material is that any images added here will be embedded within the question on the page with the question text and answer options. Like I said earlier, source material is a clickable function um, and yeah, the candidate will have to open that image in a pop-up. So let me try and add an image here. I'll add the same one. Again, you get a little preview. Press add media. Now, once you've added media, you get some layout options. 
and if I leave it at, at auto, then Surpass will select the best layout based on the size of the media. If I had multiple um, images, SVG types or otherwise, then you can't change the layout because it will automatically um, scale and place the media based on the sizes of the images altogether. But as there's just one, I do get all of the layout options as you can see here. I'm just going to leave it as auto for now. Now if I select this expand, you're able to view the image. Now it's just loading and, and perfecting, there we go. Um, and I can move around to span over the file uh, while I'm authoring the item. So similarly to looking at the source material side by side, it might be useful to, to preview the media in this way. So those are the media options for item authoring. Now um, it's probably a good idea to show you what that looks like in delivery. And I've got a test here to demonstrate that. So this is the item we were just looking at. I scheduled it previously and you can see the embedded image is here and the source material is here. Now earlier on in, when I created the test I didn't change the uh, source material name so that's why it's still the name given to the uh, image in the media library. But if I were to hold control and use the mouse wheel to zoom in or I could use the zoom in the um, browser window, you can see it's easier to read the question and the image um, persists with the quality. Thank you very much. Uh, so that's great. Uh, I, I was laughing at the uh, the question text there. It said about spaceship when actually that is an F-16 Falcon, uh, but that's just me being a geek. Um, thank you for that. So it's a fantastic feature, really. So if you go, it, it lends itself to illustrations, charts, diagrams, animations, uh, those kind of things where you, you can have lots of detail and they are uh, not a gradient style image. So if you've got a bitmap, we've got a photo, uh, landscape photo, something like that, then obviously that might be better as a, a, a JPEG or a PNG style. Uh, image, whereas um, scalable vector graphics are just awesome for uh, really kind of fine detail uh, activities uh, that are created in Illustrator, so uh, readily available activities there. Okay, so uh, last chance just to give you a quick reminder, um, last call, we've got the Innovations in Testing Digital Pass offer, so you can win that. Uh, what you need to do is go to pass.com slash follow, register for our uh, mailing list, and you'll be receiving the email, our quarterly newsletter, which is going to go out on Wednesday. And as part of that, there'll be a little option there to say, enter me into the free prize draw for uh, winner digital pass. And we will uh, announce the winner here next uh, Friday on the 18th of June. And some lucky person will receive uh, one of those digital passes. So uh, well worth uh, entering and signing up for that. Other events going on at the moment. So the International E-Assessment Conference of the Awards, uh, it started this Tuesday. Uh, yours truly will be chairing the next session on the 15th. Uh, we've got a fantastic panel of speakers and there's two awards, the Innovation and the Transformation Project Award uh, to be uh, given away there. So if you want to register for that, then go to e-assessment.com slash conference. Uh, reminder for the uh, conference on test security that the submission deadline is for the 1st of July for that. So if you want to get your papers in for that, then please do so. Uh, EATP virtual conference is going to be on the 27th to the 29th. Um, now, you've missed the deadline for the submissions for the papers, but uh, I believe registrations will be opening soon uh, for that. And 
Now, this is just I've picked this up from their website because uh, the Federation of Awarding Bodies um, haven't had a date really for the, the conference. And then a new date has gone on the website, which is the 11th, the 12th of November. Uh, it's a UK based event, uh, but it's a fantastic, fantastic event. I don't know whether it's in person or virtual or not. I'm kind of hoping it's going to be in person. I think by November, things should be okay in the UK to do that. So all being well, that will be uh, on there. But if you want to keep track of these uh, activities and events, then go to spass.com slash events. Other community news and events information. Let's just show you what I've got on my board here. So only a few things, mainly because I was off last week, uh, so I'm still catching up. But ALT Impact Report, so uh, Association for Learning Technology, largely a UK-based organisation, uh, but they've, uh, they'll be putting out a webinar about their impact report uh, on the uh, use of technology uh, and talking about how it's affected things. Connected to that, Marin Deepwell, uh, who's the CEO of uh, ALT, is uh, putting a book together uh, about virtual leading virtual uh, teams. Um, so certainly something to look at there if you're in that space. Uh, Michigan Language Assessment. Um, they've been talking about uh, further reasons why you should be taking a proficiency with the met examination so worth checking that out and then uh, two from alpha plus really one uh, just about the uh, summer examinations and some work that's done around explaining what went on i think it's european based examination so worth having a look at that uh, plus uh, they've done some research with sitting girls and ncfe uh, around the validity of uh, vocational qualifications so if you want to check those out then feel free to go to my feed uh, on LinkedIn and uh, just go to my posts and my activity and you'll find those uh, items there. Well, thank you very much for watching. Uh, watching, watching. I uh, hope you're all safe and well. It was great to be back. Uh, I had a lovely week off last week uh, and uh, look forward to seeing you next week. Take care and goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, visit surpass.com. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.